How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Um, what's that face for? What are you making that face? I'm looking at Mrs. Angemi's Instagram. Oh, right for now. fuck's sakes! No, and no, no! I know what you're. I know. Do you know the one I'm talking about? They Becca are, sent it to our Insta, our Instagram. No, I, I she did. I didn't. I, that's are they not pu- where I found? Well, it. okay. So Becca oh, sent something to me this morning. Where are they pulling that from? They're fucking asshole. How do they get that in there? I don't know. Well, I don't... Wait, am I right? Because I, I actually didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because I thought... Why don't you do... Why, just go for it. Describe what you're looking at, Brady. Fuck. Well, the worst. I am looking at a surgery that's Ugh. happening. And th- th- there's something giant and shiny and very solid and definitely not organic looking coming is it a bowling ball is it a bowling of, ball no coming out it looks like a bowling ball it's, <laughs> it's reflecting the light but 
out of some orifice that I thought, I mean, it looks like it's... Um, I thought, I think it's their butthole. I don't, I think that's how it got in, but I don't think it's how it's coming out. Fuck off. No, um, it definitely, like, the uh, x-ray shows it on the <sighs> inside. Oh. Like, it went in the right way, like a giant, <laughs> giant, giant dildo oh. um, went into the butt, but they're pulling it out from the head first oh. through an orifice. So they definitely did not turn this thing around and pull it out head by the head oh. out of the butthole. This looks like they are actually... Just read the caption. What does it say? It just says it is what you think it is. That's why. Okay, so I. So wait. I'm not even see. I can't even see this, and it's making me sick. It's being removed from their abdomen. Oh. Oh. This is ruining butt plugs for me. They pull it (laughs) out. For the for okay, so for people who don't know, we've talked about this before. Everybody thinks it's fake, but literally, it looks like. Mrs. Mrs. N. Jemmy is a Instagram account that's she's a coroner, and her posts are super, super graphic, super intense. Why isn't pretty interesting explaining what is actually happening here? All right, let's not talk about this anymore. It's it's actually making me fucking. And then the next picture on my Instagram is of someone's homemade pop tarts. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Mm, Yum. (laughs) Delish. Mm, Yum. Stick those up your butt. Delish. Um. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, ready to talk about. God. I don't know. Like, that would have taken something to get into the butt in the first place. Like on the X-ray, that's not that's a small person that giant dildo is in. That thing takes up more room than all the other internal organs put together. It's ginormous. We on Sick Boy once we spoke with this uh, doctor, uh, a very lovely man named John Ross, and he worked in the ER for twenty five years. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the questions we asked him was, "What's the weirdest thing you've ever found up someone's butt?" <clears throat> And uh, he said he that they get a lot of people that come in yeah. with shit lost in their ass. Yeah. Um, but one of the weirder things was a, a couch leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you just never know. I uh, I saw an image the other day. It was a drawing, a sexy drawing on, on that Instagram, Petit Luxeur or whatever, however you pronounce it. They do these sexy little drawings and it was... Um, it was the the handlebar of a hairbrush that was being used to masturbate this body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that. That's nice. That was kind of nice. Yeah. You wouldn't want to use the other end of the hairbrush, but... Um, well, someone might. Yeah, I guess so. Some people might. I guess so. You know? It's like those weird gloves, those finger gloves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, With the bumps on them? Yeah. 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 I've never played with toys like that before. Me neither. No. Uh, me neither. I'm down. I'm down too. I mean, toys have never really been a big part of my experience. Like mm-hmm. I I had a vibrator that didn't really do much for me, but then I got a very large vibrator and I like that. It's out of batteries though. It's been out of batteries for months. So very just, large? Like uh like to. like a vibrating man doll? Uh no, it's like a slightly larger than probably an actual penis. Okay, sure. Yeah, but not thicker, just longer. What is it, a, a wand? Like a magic wand? Uh, I haven't used it in so long. I can't even remember what it looks like other than it's purple. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't even think it's necessarily shaped like a... Like, I don't think it has a head on it. I think it just might be like a a tube. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a tube. A tube. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's anyway. It's out of batteries. I wish it wasn't. I'm too lazy to buy batteries. I don't even know what kind of batteries it takes. Or I'd say, can someone send me some batteries? Miss my vibrator. I feel like that is a common problem. Like people all over the world just have just there's so many sex toys all across the world. Yeah. That are just sitting in a in a drawer collecting dust without batteries. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I can't imagine using a a dildo by myself. <coughs> right. You know? Um I like the idea of one being used on me, but it's never happened before. I dildoed you. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I did never, one time. We've never even had uh, we've never had a dildo. Yeah, I dildoed you once. No. I remember dildoing you. No. You're mistaken. Really? But speaking of dildos, you know what I found the other day? What did you Remember find? when you were in the hospital with pneumonia and someone <laughs> someone sent you a care package with a giant uh, strap on? Someone anonymously sent me a triple dildo strap on. Um, to be pink, worn, technically to harness. be worn with with uh, on someone with a vagina. Because there is one where there's one dildo that oh, would stick in the vagina hole. Oh, got it. Okay. One dildo that sticks inside the butthole, and then the strap-on on the front that you can fuck someone with. Oh. So you're being you're being double penetrated. Double penetrated while you penetrate. Right. If you are someone with a vagina, right. or you can pop the the bottom one off. Of course you could. If you don't have a vagina, and then you just have the one up your butt while you pet while you. Or you someone. could turn it around so it's just pointing straight down if you don't have a thing to put it up into that's <laughs> right yeah that's right i don't know how to wear this thing just dangling just underneath you. both of them just yeah. sticking out like yeah i was i was really sick on the hospital and someone sent that to me and when i opened it up it was my wait didn't you get that and a bondage mask at the same time around the same time around yeah. the same time because yeah. i found them both it together a, it was a pup play mask i was like you really need to seriously consider your halloween costume this year oh fuck yeah it's yeah. just that just a walking sex object yeah both like each hand is a different fuckable object yeah uh wearing that triple dildo you could be like a busker you could like stand at the party still like a statue and people just come up and and utilize you on me yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> i like it what party is that? And then every time someone we should throw Halloween someone party. does that, you change positions, like yeah, right. robotically or something. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely need a tip jar. Oh, a hundred percent. How much money am I pulling in on that? Um. Well, if you don't make at least a hundred dollars, then you're not doing something right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not throwing a Halloween party for that. No, that's I, it. Makes I, me feel weird. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, me neither. But somebody should definitely do that. Because I know there's some people out there who'd be into that for sure. Oh my goodness! Um, something that came up uh, recently that I kind of want to like get your take on. So you know how like there's the you get into a, a relationship with someone. <coughs> it's like the new relationship energy. It's really hot and really heavy. And there's and there's lots of love and it's like it's it's all amazing. Um, and then naturally that like NRE starts to fade and it sort of like levels out and there's there's this new sort of normal. Mm -hmm. um, I think most relationships go through that. Um, you know, you and I have, mm -hmm. uh, Becca and I certainly have. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and in that, so, it, and this has happened with me with you before and and it's also happened, it's like kind of happening with, 
with Becca now, but more more so it happened with, with you and I, where like when that new relationship energy faded out, yeah. uh, I remember vividly, I, I when I jerk off, when mm-hmm. I masturbate, yeah. I always, almost exclusively masturbate to porn. Right. And the only times I've ever masturbated not to porn yeah that i can like really recall have been to masturbating to past partners that i've had mm-hmm. in particular past like very serious partners okay. that i've had and it usually happens when i'm when that new relationship energy fades out right and i kind of always revert back to this one particular person uh-huh and it happens and there's like this almost this like pang of guilt afterwards mm-hmm. and it feels really weird mm-hmm. and like you can't you definitely like i feel like you can't like doesn't feel like i can you know like talk to my partner about it or yeah 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 you know it's like a weird it's like a weird situation to put yourself in and be like hey i just like i was in the shower jerked off to my ex you know what i find about that too is like sometimes i've been i've been with you know in relationships and uh my partner will be like you know i'm i came thinking about you and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. that's great um and then when when they're like oh yeah i just uh you know i I came earlier they casually mention they've been masturbating and they don't say that i came thinking about you i'm like what are you thinking about (laughs) right (laughs) you know right and honestly like it doesn't matter like I, i i think it's really doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel like being unfaithful. To right. Me like, is all. that cheating? You know no. what I mean? It's like, is that like minority report cheating? No, I think that's Thought what's, crime. That's what's called like spank, uh, your spank bank, right? Yeah, right. You know, you store up some images, you store up some, some memories. Probably some of them are made up memories. They yeah. didn't actually happen. <laughs> we uh, all know that that is a that's thing. a very real thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the worst thing. And honestly, sometimes I masturbate and, a hundred different scenarios play through in my brain. Yeah, you know, right. like it's not like oh, this one time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play that movie right out to the end. It's like literally looking like, bam, for bam, porn. Bam, 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 it's bam. looking at porn. It's yeah. like a website. You know, do you ever catch like, I'm, this I'm, one? Nah, this one. Nah, this one. Do you ever nah, catch yourself like literally going whoa, 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 whoa? Slow down, slow down. Just choose one. Um. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Sometimes if I'm like trying to come and it's been like thirty minutes, I'm like, okay, you need to just like. Focus? 30 minutes oh yeah jesus it can Christ. take some time man that is such because, a long time to jerk it well no because sometimes i'm like okay it's the middle of the day i my energy's feeling kind of weird i feel kind of stagnant uh what can i do to like change this up oh i haven't masturbated today or in a while i'm gonna go do that now and then i'll be like i don't really feel turned on though so i guess i'll just start and uh man it might take a while because my brain might drift off and start yeah, daydreaming about right. other things and then come back to the task at hand. And knowing you, you're doing it in the middle of the day. But man, I'm like, ooh, oh, I got to jerk off. If I jerk off, I've got I've got 30 seconds. All right, here we go. Right. No. Did I ever tell you about fasturbate.com? Yeah. I think did you did. Did we ever talk about it on here? I think we might have, but maybe, maybe you should refresh uh does that not exist yet i bought the domain okay um with a friend <coughs> jeff and uh we bought fasterbait.com and the idea was to start a website 
where uh, it's a competition. It's a competition website, and you try to get on the on the uh, the rankings. Okay. Like on the chart. Like a video game. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the way the competition works is you have to um, provide video proof of you being uh, f- going from flaccid to coming coming as fast as possible. This is a penis only. Right, right now, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's we haven't really thought that much further into it. I'm sure that it'll evolve, and but the idea is a penis flaccid to coming as fast as possible, and the faster you fasturbate, yeah, uh, the higher you get on the charts, and so it's a competition to see who can climax from flaccid the fastest. I don't know if that sounds healthy. Oh no, of course not. It's probably horrible for the world, but. It's a money maker. Oh well, if it makes money, then oh, we, oh yeah, selling ads on that. We we just we. You'd be selling ads. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, like penis enlargement ads and. Right, right. You just basically be drawing from your your spam folder. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Contacting potential advertisers. Um, so yeah, coming back to jerking off, uh, diving into the spank bank, mm-hmm. like. Do you feel like that's something that like we should just be cool with just like saying to our partner? You know, it's like we talked about this just now. We we just recorded an episode with a guest and we were talking about like how, you know, when you have a dream and yeah. you wake up from that dream um, and you were like having sex with someone in the dream, but that yeah. someone wasn't your partner. Yeah. And you like you definitely don't tell them. Yeah. When you wake up because you're like, oh, fuck. That's going to be a shit show. That's going to be a shit show if I tell them that I had sex with You ex. know what? I, I Not that I think it's lying or that there's anything to hide, but I think if, you know, I'm in a relationship with someone and I wake up in the morning and and uh, or I, I come home at the end of the day and they say, like, I masturbated today and I thought about uh, this person, I'd be like, fuck you i don't need to know why'd that. you tell me that yeah right. i don't want to know that like yeah. there are some things where it's just like keep it to yourself bud yeah that benefits my life in zero ways and if i didn't <laughs> yeah. know if i didn't know about it then it wouldn't affect me at all but you know what now i'm pissed i'm really angry right now that you would say that to me i didn't ask for that information <laughs> that was unsolicited okay I did not consent to that okay i'm sorry I was just I'm feeling. Here. I was feeling guilty. I need to take a fucking walk. Oh my god, Jesus! That is actually like the sound of every one of our fights. Yeah. It's me just sitting there looking at you, and you just spouting off all that shit, and then you just get up and leave. I get angrier <laughs> as I go, as it happens. You spiral. Yeah, or like I had a sex dream about whatever, 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 and it's like, okay, you know what? I appreciate you telling me that, but I because I feel like in telling me that you're like there's really nothing to worry i'm sharing it with you so it's not threatening at all yeah but i'd still be like mm, despite your best intentions i don't think this is having the desired positive effect so yeah i don't know maybe keep it to yourself but if your partner says hey do you ever masturbate to uh thinking about your ex yeah i think if somebody ever approaches you like that you should um tread very carefully i know and probably i know probably open your eyes as wide as you can lock eyes with them and go no (laughs) only you no really lie just straight lie to them no i I don't but i think if you're if you're asking that question then you you're You're, asking you're you're asking for for a fight yeah Yeah, you're picking for the truth yeah you're, so if you yeah. can't handle the truth, don't ask. 
Oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just feeling a little bit sassy because I haven't eaten anything yet today. I'm really hungry. All right. Well, we can speak. We can zip right along here. Why don't we... What, you want to get into this brain boner? Yes. So, so basically what you're saying is I should lie. Um, well, I mean... We should all lie to our probably partners. Probably just don't... Uh, just don't disclose if it's not asked. And if it is asked, then you have to have a maybe a conversation about whether or not... Um, that's okay. I just like, I don't think is it's that something I think you, it's normal. I don't think it's anything I think it's normal too. He, he, I think it's normal too. But is there, is there, is there ever a time where you're with someone and you, or have you ever experienced being with someone and in the act of fucking? Yeah. Imagining it was someone else? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oof. Woof. Yeah. That makes me feel so gross. Yeah, it's rare. Um, And it, it's rare and it doesn't happen during good sex. Yeah, right. You know, it's yeah. only when the sex is subpar where I'm like, okay, um, this feels... Okay, well, may, maybe this is really lame to admit to, but I've definitely been having sex where in the middle of it, I've been like, I don't want to be having this sex anymore. I don't like this. Um, and what I do is just... Um, I can imagine I'm having sex with a horse. <laughs> and then you're just like, no! <laughs> I can't handle that. <laughs> and your partner's like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll just, um, I think it's called disassociating. I just like float off and I, yeah, right. I think about doing other things that are more pleasurable. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's really, uh, I don't like those times, but they fucking happen. They happen. So. They sometimes happen. I mean, probably the best thing to do. Is it the best thing to do though? To just go, ah, 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 ah. I'm actually done. And then put your clothes on and walk away. I mean. It would probably be pretty heartbreaking for the partner. It would be so <laughs> fucking traumatizing. If somebody did that to me, I'd be like. I mean, that's the ultimate rejection right there. Yeah. In the middle of it. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I gave you a couple of instructions. You didn't take them. So oh, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Hi, Bridie. Hi, Jeremy and Bridie. Greetings from a fellow Canuck living in the far off land of Oz. My wife and I have recently come across your show and have quickly become big fans. Really? Wait, this person lives in Oz? Mm-hmm. This is from the <laughs> this is from the Tin Man. What kind of alternate reality shit is this? Um <laughs> My own claim to fame is that many, many years ago, I wrote a letter to Dan Savage's column, which turned into the reader's poll, which came up with the term pegging. Greatest achievement of my life, contributing to the addition of a word to the English language, and I can't tell my mom. Whoa. I'm attaching a link to an interview I did last year with Ruby Ryder off the chance you'd like to hear my story. That's cool. I haven't listened to it yet, but will do. I would love to have you on the podcast, but this is, he says, I would seriously love to come on the show and take talk all things prostate but there's the whole being on the other side of the world thing and all my question is for jeremy and has to do with one of the recent additions i listened to when i heard you say that you are not a swinger we are swingers and the type of play we like to indulge in sounds pretty much exactly like what you and becca get up to i'm interested to know what that name means to you and why you feel adverse to using adverse to using it is it the gold chain and fishbowl connotation is it a generational labely kind of thing? Among our friends, we use the term being in the lifestyle, but swinger is still regularly used as well. There is also a lot of variation, so this can describe people who are at clubs or parties full of strangers every weekend to those who meet discreetly online and go on dates to everything in between. 
wondering if from the outside people think we're some kind of homogenous group following a defined set of rules. I know from helping to give pegging a name that naming something matters. I often wonder if doing so has led to more guys being pegged than would have otherwise. If so, you are all welcome. I also know you young whippersnappers with your fluidity and flexibility and all the rest don't really like labels, but a thing is a thing. If someone sucks my cock, I'm getting a blowjob. If I stick my dick in someone, I'm fucking them. If a couple invites other people to have sex with them together on a regular basis, they are what, if not swingers? Cheers for now. Keep up the amazing work. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not like I'm definitely not the type of person that's like anti label. Uh-huh. Uh I think labels are really beneficial. Yeah. Sometimes. But also, sometimes I just don't think they fucking matter. So what's your problem with swinger? Uh, I I don't know. You know, like that when I read that email, I was like, yeah, what it why what what is the my problem with the word swinger? And I guess it's just, uh, yeah, I guess it. the word just makes me kind of think like greasy, chest hair, gold chain. Um, what was the gold chain and fishbowl? Yeah, uh, I don't know what the fishbowl is, but uh, yeah, it's like, you know, like swingers like, party? hey, like, uh, you know, you're like, like button down. And there's like an aquarium in the middle of the room <laughs> yeah, with sure. like a lot of tropical fish. I guess, yeah. Um, I wonder if if this 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 uh, person um, has a giant fish tank in there. Maybe swinging pad. But I like, used but to be really turned on by the idea of swinging at like as opposed to having an open relationship where we go off and have different yeah. experiences. Like I love the idea of like partner swapping. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, Millie, Millie, shut no. the fuck up. Um, she does not like that idea at all. Yeah. She's well, got attachment issues though. So <clears throat> here's the thing is like, I, I don't like to be uh, a part of groups. <laughs> I don't. Not I, a joiner? No. And yes, I, and, you do. No, I don't. And I never have been. Like clubs? Clubs. Or not, groups of people? Like clubs. I'm not really big, fond of like groups. Like, But isn't Good Robot like the Halifax club no because it's 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 a it's a glee it's club? a bar that I like to go to mm-hmm. and the the glee club in yeah. in quotations that that I'm a part of that's just like I'm a regular there and so I pay I pay a fee an annual fee to get cheaper beer and yeah. like discounts and right, right, that's right. a part of the glee club but like I don't you know I'm not fond of I'm not fond of like Facebook groups you know, like there's like a polyamory Halifax Facebook group and I don't engage in it. I don't really like they have like meetups and stuff and I'm, I don't, I don't have the desire to go. And I don't know if it's a des- not a desire to go because I don't want to associate myself with it. I don't think it's that. I think it's just more so that I don't have interest or like time really to, to want to, in- to like engage with that. Uh-huh. I kind of just like to do my own thing. I don't. I don't engage in with like CF groups. Um, I don't, you know, like I don't, I also like, so all right, we're polyamorous, right? I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not like one to go out and be like, I am, I am poly. Loud and proud. I am poly loud. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. no, like if someone asks what my situation is like, well, I'm, I've, I guess you'd like say I fit within like polyamory, but this is my scenario. This is the setup. Like it's, it's. I don't know. Like if I yeah. sucked a guy's dick tonight, 
which could happen, I wouldn't tomorrow be like, we got to get on the microphone and tell everybody. I'm, I was gay last night for yeah. a bit, or I am right. now bisexual. Right. Like I, I wouldn't put a label to it. It was like, yeah, but I, I tried sucking someone's dick and like, like the, to, so, so to come back to like swinger or like the lifestyle. Yeah. There's, there's no draw for me to, to put that label on myself. And yeah. I don't see any like benefit or, or, or uh, negative to that decision. I think right. it's just kind of neutral. Um, I think that, like I said, yeah, I think labels matter sometimes and sometimes they really fucking don't. And, um, and I don't, and I don't like, I don't want uh, our, our brain boner uh, friend here to think that I think that all people who are swingers are like, you know, are this like homogenous group that, that follow this right. very yeah. set of rules. I know that that's not the case. Yeah. Everyone's situation is, but they all wear gold chains. Well, they all do that. And they all also wear too much cologne and they button down their shirts <laughs> way too far. It's like, just do up the one extra button and we'll be fine. And do they all live in mansions? Cause I picture them all living in really swanky. I picture they all live in hotels. Mansions. Yeah. Oh, they, in all hotels? Just, they all just live on one floor in a hotel. I, I picture wide, sweeping staircases and a lot of of couches yeah yeah and they laugh at everything and shag carpets <laughs> <laughs> while they run their toes through their shag carpets um <laughs> and run their hands through their shag chest hair um <laughs> no. i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> no we're totally joking like that's but yeah i don't like i don't consider myself as i don't consider myself a swinger um, I just consider myself a, a more like open, easygoing person who's just really trying to enjoy different experiences. It's funny because you know? swinger. I think also. I've... I think also if you're if you're gonna say, uh, oh, we live the lifestyle, or, or we're we're in the lifestyle, or we are swingers, that there's like this idea that. Um, we do this regularly. Whereas like, I don't, I don't. Becca and right. I don't. Like we, we've we we've had more threesomes than your average um, couple, I guess, I, I would assume. But like, we're not, it's not something we constantly do. It's like, it happens once in a blue moon. And we don't try, we don't like spend our free time hanging out with other people Couples. who also yeah, yeah, yeah. engage in that. Got like, it. It's not like a part of your social no. circle. Got it. How many of our friends are into that mm -hmm. i don't not know not many yeah. not like it's not like at a, least not with us no we don't get invited to those parties actually no. well we do well, but we, we do. just don't go yeah yeah um yeah i think you know the term swinger does have kind of a very retro it does yeah vintage kind of quality to mm -hmm. it um <clears throat> like the images we're both describing are so like 70s sexual yeah. you know playboy uh porn images and like some of the earliest images i probably masturbated to were from like films where that was the scenario and uh and but then also swinging um like you use you would hear it in in like oh they swing both ways as in they're right. bisexual right you sure know? yeah so um, I often feel like I'm swinging like emotionally 
on a pendulum just hitting one extreme and then the other extreme you know and trying to stabilize so i don't know it's a visual word for me it definitely like uh conjures like motion and um activity and i like i like it as a word i like the way it sounds um but I don't find it particularly. But you don't, ident- sexy. you don't, ident- yeah, exactly, yeah. and you just don't identify with it. And it's a, it's the same. I, I feel the exact same, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just not a word that resonates with me, and that's it. Yeah. And, and I had, they're like, if I met someone who's like, I'm a swinger, I wouldn't be like, ooh, right. You know, like I wouldn't be turned off by that. It'd I'd be, be like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me more about that. Yeah. How do you guys? How do you practice that? Like, what's your you know how did like how does that what does that look like? Do you for have you? many leather bound books? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just not a word that resonates. With Sean, me. I hope you still want to be on the podcast. Oh someday. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope it's, come on and put us in our place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking min- millennial we, we millennial for, hippies. <laughs> yeah, we take for granted that, that everybody has the same sense of humor <laughs> yeah, as yeah. us, but um, uh, we understand that that's not the case <laughs> as well. Uh, but that was a great question. Good question. Thanks for thanks for firing that off to us. And thanks um, for listening all the way over on the other side of the world. Uh, the other side of the world. I thought I thought this guy lives in. We're rough Oz. to see the wizard. Yeah. The how do like wizard of Oz. do we have to get sucked up in a, in a tornado to go see him, or how does how does that work? I think uh, in this today's contemporary day, it could be as simple as uh, an earthquake. You could fall right through into Oz. It right. could be really any natural disaster. Okay, sure. As far sure. as I know. Yeah. Just just get your ass blown into Oz from jumping into a volcano. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Uh, let's throw it to this week's episode. Um, yeah. So gentle trigger warning. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Thank you. This episode does uh, contain um, a conversation about sexual assault. It does. And um, with our friend Lisa. and But it's also one of the, uh, the episodes I... While we were recording, I was like, I've laughed more in this episode yeah. than I have in, in many. I think there's like quite a bit of, of humor in it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, it's worth listening. If, if you're not sure, then, then uh, listen carefully. But, um, but yeah, please, please enjoy. And I guess we'll see you all on the other side. just a pool of so i used to use a cup blood liquid and uh and then i went through like a two-year period of having um urinary tract infections yeast infections and then finally bv and i was like okay fuck this cup okay it's not a part of my life anymore oh so oh, i stopped you think using the B- it you were getting the bv from your cup? i don't know but i did have a listener reach out and was like okay i had bv and like wow. every before and like before and after all my periods i would boil the cup and like you know this was a part of my my like bv did treatment. you trim the cup trim it you know the little like nubbin on the end yeah that was like rubbing up against my like vaginal wall yeah yeah and making like a vulnerable place for infection and oh. i got a couple oh. uh Jesus. yeast infections because of that because like the yeasty yeasty boys got yeah. like a chance to uh burrow into 
whatever the mucous membrane yeah and uh so i trimmed the nubbin (laughs) that makes so much sense yeah i trimmed the nubbin so it wasn't rubbing but i mean hey if you don't have bv anymore then you should keep doing what you're doing yeah i now i'm really on this like she if squats. I, we what we we did was we set up this. Uh, <laughs> we put like a little hole in the floor. Oh, I know. And we built the air. Uh, we put a blow dryer in the hole, so it's flush with the floor. So you know, it still looks good in the house. And then Bridie uh, wears a, a skirt or no nothing, and squats over it. You well, you kind of you just kind of work. You just you hold a squat for about five minutes. So you're you're working. You're bl- blasting your glutes, and the the blow dryer is on high. And hot, high and hot, going straight into your vaginal hole. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and uh, y- you got to be careful not to burn too much. I guess which is why you do the like you literally do like up down squats. You're basically just squatting on the hot heat. And you're the one who wanted to like fill out the booty of your exercise pants, right? Exactly. Actually, of Jeremy's yeah. exercise pants. Oh. So, which leads me to <laughs> what I was gonna say before I was so rudely interrupted. Oh, whoops. Uh, is that I like to just not wear anything where I can. So Jeremy's really displeased that I've been wearing his sweatpants the last few days, and I've been telling him that I'm on my period and I'm not wearing anything and I'm doing squats, um, <laughs> stretching out and bleeding through his sweatpants. But anyway, what I wanted to say. <laughs> I'll be so was, fucking pissed if you actually. Bleed into those because those are the best I was like at least I'm wearing underwear I'm not like marking up your pants inside I don't care if you mark them up with (laughs) with vaginal juices or even blood you can free bleed in them if you want but they better come out (laughs) they're they're fucking gray white sweatpants and I don't I want them to stay white as I'm wearing a monochrome gray sweatsuit (laughs) right now and I've been wearing it for two days and everyone's like that is bomb and then my boyfriend's like I it's don't not. think I like this. Yeah. Um, but no. anyhow. You look great though. Hey. Thanks. She does Thank look you. Good. All right. Well, uh, let, let, wait. Let me say oh. the thing. Oh, whoa, whoa. Jesus. I thought you said it. I've been trying to say this for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's not even that important, but I have to get it out. Go. Okay. Okay. I'm listening, man. I'm fucking listening. Jesus. I just want to highly recommend that you free flow at least for 20 minutes on your like heaviest flow day and this is how I do it I've done it the last two periods on my on my heaviest flow day I go to the lake I get naked and I go for a swim and then I wrap a towel around me and I just sit on a rock (laughs) and I bleed all the way down that fucking rock Stop it. I don't. love that. No, no, you don't. I do. I did. That's liberating. No, I did. I do. I, fe- I was at Long Lake the other day and I came across this rock and it was just covered in blood. <laughs> and I was like, someone fell here no. and bashed their skull open. But it's just Bridie sitting on the rock, <laughs> yeah. bleeding out. Well, if you think about it, like the sun would be soaking up into that rock. So it's probably like a really warm, it's comforting. Warm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And actually, you realize, you know, you're not bleeding as much as you think you are. You feel like you're bleeding to death, <laughs> but it's like a teaspoon of blood, maybe. Yeah. You, you sent me this photo the other day. I have shared it with so many people. Well, it was one? this GIF or not a GIF. A uh, GIF? Uh, it's a fucking GIF. It was a, a it was a meme of uh, it was a woman. It was a, some scene from like Slither or some like old horror movie where this girl <laughs> is sitting in like just a huge pile of blood and uh, the, the caption over top was giant clots just of blood, clots of blood. in she her just, dress and around her legs oh God. and it just said when you sneeze when you're on your period yeah and I laughed so hard. that's exactly what it feels like yeah. oh my god 
Anyway, Anywho. hi Lisa. Hello. That was a nice little intro there. Um, I love talking about menstruation. I so Me do I. Too. I fucking love it. I love talking about like uh, female reproductive health because it's something that is so like over the last few years. It's something that sort of comes up from time to time, either on this podcast, but a lot, a lot of times on Sick Boy. And I don't know shit, so mm-hmm. I'm always just like, "Wow, you guys." Whole other world, and we haven't we haven't really been encouraged to speak about it with our partners. Really, it's like no, my it's my time of the month. It's you know Mm -hmm. like and all the jokes about like you know girls on their period and like yeah yeah yeah. But there's also some really great memes of uh, eating your girlfriend out when they're when you're on their period, and it's like just men with like or women with like blood all (laughs) over their faces. Oh man, I love it. Anywho, yeah, um, here we are. So are here you we on are. your period? I am just coming off of it. Me too. But yeah, ever since I got the IUD, I don't totally get a period. So sometimes I get, and I love it. Like I, uh, I want to be a doctor, so I'm kind of into body stuff. And uh, I'll be sitting on the toilet, like, I, and I like wipe, and I get like a whole sheet of the inner layer of my uterus, Holy and I love shit. that. Wow. Like, I'm just so I'm like, look at that mucus membrane. I'm so excited wow. to ha- get to see it in my hands. That's pretty cool. That's so crazy. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, That's so crazy that <laughs> happens to you guys. The I- Ka, who we also <laughs> chatted chatted with, she talks about too. She talked about having endometriosis, which right. Right. I have symptoms of, and whether or not I have it, I don't really know. But she was like, oh yeah, like full pieces of like <laughs> yeah. meat. In your yeah. hand. It's so cool. I mean, not cool if you have, have endometriosis and yeah. it's painful, but. Yeah. But it, it is wild what the, like what the human body does. Yeah. You know, and that, I don't get that. I don't, that never happens to me. No. If that happened to me, I would be freaking out. I'd fucking lose my mind. Yeah. If I was pulling out just sloths of bloody membrane out of my pee pee hole. My friend you know? Jenna, this is totally kind of unrelated, but it has to do with blood coming out of your body. She has chronic nosebleeds. So if she's under stress. She's got like, she's got like. It's the cutest know. thing in the world because like every once in a while you just see Jenna like plugging her nose and tilting her head back. And you're like, what are you doing? No, she. you'll be in the middle of a conversation have, with her and you'll notice playing. it and she'll see you notice it. She goes, oh, is my nose bleeding? And then <laughs> she's got like, cause she has, she keeps packets of tissues everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, for her whole life, she's had Ugh. she's had nosebleeds, and I sent her uh, a photo from the Mrs. Anjemi Instagram, which is like this doctor <sighs> who does like autopsies and shit like that, and she posts like really graphic medical shit. Corner right, yeah. and she she posted this this Jeremy, you would have lost your mind. This woman, she's obviously just been through surgery, so she has like the tubes in her nose, and they're they're taped there, and she's pulling oh. it out, and it's this long, solid, thick. Like, like whatever the word is, like clotted piece of like blood that comes out of her nose. It's like a stick of blood. Oh my god! (laughs) It's super. It's a video. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you gotta check it out. Yeah, I want to bring it up now, but this is that's a different podcast. It's a different (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. 1. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Uh, fuck. Uh, Lisa, so I know I read your uh, application and, uh, first of all, thanks for sending one in. That's really uh, exciting that you applied to come on the show, uh, which people can do if they want to. Um, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you've got like a pretty, pretty, it sounds like a pretty crazy story from like your, your like My prom, youth. your like your, or your, not even your prom, like somebody else's prom from your junior yeah, years. Yeah. Well, I guess like I submitted as like the sexual origin story which I'd heard you guys like you, mm-hmm. you were asking people you're like oh what's your sexual origin story and uh it's something that comes up a lot especially like I I'm in university um and for me definitely university has been a really sexually charged time yeah and people will find any opportunity to talk about sex yeah. um and your first sex and your first kiss um and like in first year I remember people talking about their kill count you're like, right. oh, what's your kill count? Sure. Is that like how many virgins have you taken out? Just how many people have you banged? Okay. <laughs> how many virgins you've taken out? Jesus Christ, Brody, <laughs> calm down. Well, is that how many virgins you've murdered? That's <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that's a, that's another that's an that's another ceremony. That's another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it keeps coming up. It's always come up for me. Right. Uh, and I, I never have a simple answer to it. Like, what's your sexual origin story? I have no clue. Right. Oh, hello, microphone. Yeah. I have no clue um, mm. who my first kiss was. I have no clue. You don't remember your first kiss? I have, n- I have no clue. Do you remember your first French kiss? No. Oh, really? Okay. I kissed as many people as I possibly could from grade seven to grade nine. You were just you were just running rampant. I was in the band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I was and, in the band. But there's like two boys in band, isn't there? There were enough boys. <laughs> yeah. um, we would play very structured sexual games. And I got like my boobs touched for the first time. And I don't even remember any of it specifically, but it was all definitely like structured makeout sessions, either backstage of high, like middle school musicals. Are you old enough to know the and one time at band camp reference? Yeah. Okay. American Pie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the very first, American and it was Pie. at Bandcamp. Oh yeah. yeah, okay, it was. So what do you wait, what do you mean by like structured? 
like, like spin the bottle pre- okay and sure they're dare seven minutes in heaven yeah yeah i always um i always really wanted to play seven minutes in heaven and uh i can see you so nervous oh so <laughs> nervous so nervous but like always kind of just like bring it up like maybe I'm, what do you guys like anybody want to play seven minutes in heaven maybe and like but like it never coming to fruition and i was just <laughs> so bummed that that never happened to me and uh i mean i'm beyond the i'm 30 no now. you should pull that out at the next yeah. house party you yeah next house party. what are you guys saying right now you want to play like seven minutes in heaven i don't know i I still try to bring that up at parties and yeah. people aren't into it. No. I don't know why. I, okay. Yeah. That's a fucking, actually, it would be kind of cool to spin bring that back. No, yeah. spin a, fuck spin a bottle. That's for the, that's for. No, I want to play. I want to play Strip Truth or Dare. We used to play that. Strip Truth, truth or Dare, that would be fun. Yeah. But seven minutes in heaven. That's like, you got seven minutes to have, uh, to just kind of go to town. Yeah. Well, how did that work? How did no, that work? No, you get seven minutes. You go into the closet or whatever with the the person, and whatever happens, happens. <coughs> you might just sit there and talk. Might just talk. You might make out. But you're yeah. not allowed to just sit there and talk. That's against the rules. Oh, is it? Right. It's got to be against the rules. Because I remember feeling the shame outside the closet door. Yeah. 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 I never played it. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, that all sounds boys. really unhealthy. <laughs> you know, it is true. And I went to a uh, rock church with my no, sister's best friend i went to youth rock church so uh we were singing rock songs about jesus yeah and i broke off into like the 12 to 16 year old youth group um and they i was new and they're like oh where are you from i was like i'm from this middle school and they're like oh the slutty middle school oh yeah so we had a reputation but i honestly loved it i loved <laughs> getting sexy with people and my sexuality was on a beautiful beautiful trajectory um and the best example i can think of that was filming this paint fight with my friends as a youtube video and then after it was all done we all got into the shower together and like washed each other's bodies off and it was i was like oh this is so like good for me i'm getting naked with my friends it's very mm-hmm. sensual and did it turn sexual like was no it, we were it... just like washing each other and like right, touching sure. each other right it was so sensual sounds that sounds healthy to me yeah and i also, loved it se- like what you were in what like grade nine nine mm-hmm. yeah holy shit that's uh <laughs> man if i was <laughs> if i was a guy in grade nine and i heard that like uh, once, uh, well, yeah, I'll, and I heard that like Brianna and Allison and Joanna, like all, <laughs> sorry guys, all got into the like shower together and like washed each other. I would immediately be like, I have to go home now and then spend the next week straight just beaten off to the thought of my my friends like sensually cleaning Shower. each other, showering together. Yeah, that, that I feel like that's pretty. That must be that can't be that common, right? Like that seems pretty. I don't know. I lived in Victoria. It, it's a very, it's a much chiller sexual culture, at least where. Sure. How I grew up there. And then I moved to Halifax, which is like, I find a very rep- repressive sexual culture. Mm-hmm. So I moved to, from a really loose hippie school in Victoria to a really preppy, high achieving school in Halifax. And all of a sudden it was like this brick wall came up and. And this was high school. This is high school. And okay, it, Sure. Looking back, I'm not always sure how intense those experiences were or if it's just the way I perceived them. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was just the most intense time 
um, of if I, I, I made out with someone and the next day it was on Twitter and everybody was talking about it. Um, and it's just wild. It's like being on a, the set of Degrassi. Yeah, right. You're pretty young. You, how old are you? You're I'm 22. 22, yeah. Yeah, you, you came up in a time that was very different from, from when we came up and, and like the whole... The whole social media, social media didn't didn't exist. Yeah. In when I went to high school. No, it didn't. The I f- was in my, I was in my, I was your age when like MySpace happened. Yeah, and, and then, I was first year university when Facebook came out. You don't look a day over twenty five either of you. <sighs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Although I love being thirty, it feels feels good. Um, uh, so. So when did, so it, things started to kind of like shift then I guess when you made this move and and it was a new social circle there was I guess like to, to your to, from your vantage point it seemed like a very much more repressed sexually um, part of the world um, what like what was the was it just like a slow, gradual sort of shift for you where it was like where you started to realize, oh, you know what, maybe maybe I'm not in the same sort of space that I used to used to be or I was pretty aware of it, like trying to convince people to like party um, and wanting, definitely wanting to uh, hook up with these different people. And I loved I started to discover that I could take off my shirt. And like, um, you know, have the classic teenage girl bra on, but just like having any opportunity to take off my shirt, like in theater, mm-hmm. um, backstage, changing costumes, uh, people would be moving into the washroom. I'd be like, you know, what? I'm going to get changed in the middle of the room because I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that like attention. I loved like having eyes on me. And um, so I, I was aware that things were different around me, but it didn't necessarily change my actions. Um, and I found that it made people respond to me in a really like intense way because mm. maybe it was different than how other people were acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that kind of kind of culminated in this huge thing, which you're talking about, that was my application. Yeah, right. Which was involved um, a friend of mine, uh, like a male friend of mine who allegedly, <coughs> allegedly was in love with me. Um, and we went to prom together and it's this crazy intense memory which where are we at five years later is still completely vivid for me um and so he uh he was in love with me but we were just friends and uh we got we we got past it and went to his prom regardless uh and he was a year older than me so he was graduating i wasn't and in the same school yeah okay and So we go to prom, it's great. And afterward there's this after party and it's like my dream after party. Uh, All of the teenagers have set up tents in Nova Scotia boonies at a cabin in the woods. Um, There's drinking. I remember showing up there. There's like this girl doing like, people are doing body shots off of her. And I was like, this is my prime location to thrive. I'm uh, taking my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, man, the shirt got like tied up, tucked under my bra, like mm-hmm. immediately. I was really ready, uh, and it was messy right away. Um, and it's high school, so there's a bit of a uh, a negative drinking culture. Yeah. Uh, and it did. It started with me taking this shot of um, citrus vodka, 
um, which is the worst. It's like a lemon rind, not like lemon. Yeah. And I took a shot of it and immediately threw up just because of the taste of it. And I remember throwing up over the edge of this porch and I lean over and throw up and down below me, as I'm throwing up, I realize that there's this couple making out. <gasps> oh no! And I was like, so I duck, and I was like, oh fuck! Did you hit? Did you hit? Yeah, them? Oh, at least no. they got a spray. At the very least, they got sprayed. Oh wow! Uh, and I had in my hair, so I walk over to the the river to wash my hair out, and that was the start of the night. And all I knew, I was like, this is this is the night. Yeah. Um, and then um, a guy I'd been in love with earlier on in my life his best friend was at this prom uh and his best friend was like yo you're pretty hot and i was like oh fuck yeah here's my opportunity i'm gonna make it with this guy were you a virgin at this point uh yeah yeah okay. relatively so like i'd um been hooking up with a couple people um from other provinces when i was away in ottawa or victoria i'd hooked up with people but i was like pv sex a virgin mm-hmm and um so you know i meet up with this guy i was stoked about it and then another friend of mine uh came over to me and he was like hey how do you feel about maybe having a threesome with me and my girlfriend and i was like oh my gosh that sounds like the best thing we could do tonight this is the wildest high school party <laughs> where the fuck we grew up in a different I mean, time. what high school was i in <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, I'm glad that this sounds vivid to you because to me this is vivid. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, this sounds awesome. Yeah, um, I'm, I don't know if I want to have sex with you guys, but... But I'll take my shirt off. I'll take my shirt off for <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll take my pants off and my bra and then we'll see where we go from there. Uh, and it was an amazing, really amazing experience. Oh, so you did it. You went yeah. with that. Yeah, okay, so we cool. went Sweet. over to the tent and we all like took our clothes off and started making out and... Uh, uh, I don't really remember how far it got. There was no, there was not like a penetrative aspect, I don't think. Um, but I do remember like someone's mouth was like, on my breast and my prom date's voice comes like from outside the tent. Like, Uh-oh. you guys in there? Hey, you guys. Hey, Lisa, are you in there? And I was like, oh, fuck. Um... And it was my prom date, my friend who was allegedly in love with me. Mm-hmm. And he comes right into this tent where we're all naked and opens the door. And he's just so crushed and angry and heartbroken. And he orders me out. He says, like, Lisa, get the fuck out of this tent. And then, of course, I was my prime. So I said, what the hell? No, you can't tell me what to do. Right, right. <laughs> the couple you're with are like, uh, can you guys take this somewhere yeah, else? Take us elsewhere? Yeah. <laughs> we'll continue here. Yeah. And you too. Yeah. So we got really angry. Uh, right. And uh, there's my sweet, tender friend who had seen me through the struggles of an entire like couple years in high school, all of a sudden was threatening me and I like physically felt really unsafe. Uh, like I remember him like brandishing this bottle at me and I I was like I can't believe I've ended up in this situation mm-hmm. um, and people came over and broke it up but I was just terrified mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never had people like physically restrain someone from hurting me um, and I, I was terrified and I remember it being like so dark 
in this prom campsite after party was so dark that I felt like if I was two meters away it was so dark that you couldn't see me Mm -hmm. um and I was just hiding and eventually I met uh, another person at this party who uh like gave me some juice and like was like hey I heard what happened over there are you okay and I felt looked after it was so nice um and I needed somewhere to sleep because obviously I wasn't welcome (laughs) Mm-hmm. in my tent anymore and he's like you can sleep in my tent it's fine um so that was this really nice moment but the dark side of that was that i realized that either i had too much to drink or i'd taken something by accident but the next memories i have involve being like frozen or feeling frozen and like incredibly weak like like if I tried to push against your hand like my my muscles would just kind of collapse Mm -hmm. um and this person just like taking off my clothes and I was just terrified like I I didn't move and I didn't say anything um and I don't have complete memory of that night I do remember being really cold like really cold um and pulling a blanket over myself and then him like taking it off but what I do remember is um waking up because someone else was in the tent next to us so someone was just lying here there next to us like while this happened and they threw up uh in the tent so kind of like on us and that's what got this other guy to like get up and He'd gotten vomit on himself, so he got out of the tent. And that's when I ran away. Whoa. That's intense. So it was a terrifying, terrifying time. Yeah, that party sounded awesome. And then and then ended up not being very awesome. Yeah. Alcohol in young kids. Uh it's I I remember when I remember I, did you go to did you guys have safe prom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember going to Safe Prom being like, I don't know, this is kind of lame. It was Safe Grad. For safe us. Grad. Yeah, right. Sorry. Safe Grad. Um, My prom party was very similar to what you're describing in terms of like tents in the in a field or yeah. at a cottage or whatever. And body shots. But man, Safe Grad uh, is a good idea. Probably not body shots. No. <laughs> it's it really is I like a drink in high school. Yeah, I did. I did too much. Uh, for sure. And uh, and like it's just not not a definitely not a healthy situation. It just sounds. Like it's it's so it's like playing with fire. It's, it's like, so volatile. It's like four year olds playing with matches, kind of. Yeah, I th- and I th- also think it's like so not allowed that the amount of hiding that goes into it. That's right. Makes people act out. Yeah, totally. Um, and the RCMP was there at this party. Yeah. By the way, the RCMP was there for like harm reduction. They were yeah. there in case anything terrible happened. They weren't there to take away drinks, but oh, just in whoa. case anything terrible happened. Right. Okay. Uh. Well, something terrible did happen. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what worsened the situation was me. I I was like, I went up to the RCMP and I said, hey, can you please take me home? I need to go home. Um, and I didn't, I, I, I still was experiencing this intense, like, frozenness. Mm-hmm. That That's really all I could say to them. Um and all they said was, we're not here to like look after high school drama. 
you're gonna have to sort this out for yourself Mm -hmm. so that was like the first kind of nail in my post-traumatic coffin right um i did get out of there eventually Mm -hmm. um but just not the people who were there to in case something terrible happened yeah uh not (coughs) doing anything um did you tell them that you were sexually assaulted? Like, did that come no. out? It, it was just more of like a, can you take me home? Like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Take me out of here. Yeah. And that yeah. those were the words I used. Right. Um, right. Which is like the whole way through this experience. What I've learned is words have a lot of power and mm-hmm. meaning to me. Like, uh, we're now like five years past this time. And I, I still struggle to put out like the the r word i i can't say that word Mm. um and because of the word because of the word or because it it makes you feel a certain way because because of how it makes me feel right um because it sounds like saying it gives me like a full body shiver um and also because of my like lack of memory of that night Mm -hmm. what i assume happened or the pieces of memory that i do have um that make me feel like it happened because of how drugged up i was i don't feel like i have the right to Mm. um and that was a hard thing for a long time was feeling like i don't know exactly what happens i have no right to feel victimized Mm um so that that was a struggle meanwhile no one else knew this happened this is just me um, and everyone was on uh, Twitter talking about my slutty threesome. Right, sure. That right. Oh my god, you poor thing. <laughs> so you've got you've got this whole thing going on where you're battling with the 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 fact that you were sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Yet your entire social circle is just like Lisa's a skank. Like Lisa was having a threesome and and cheated on or like betrayed. Her prom date. Her prom date. Jeffrey. 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 Uh, <laughs> Weird. The, the British kid was at it, it, Yeah. Yeah. yeah br- old British uh, <laughs> prince boy. Prince Jeffrey. Prince Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, that must have been it, like it. You're telling me that this in telling this whole story. Um, and I, I, I feel like I'm probably not going to be alone in this. You've you've really like. Um, stirred up these these like guttural feelings of of like anxiety through my like through youth you know like that like all of the things that I hated about high school and all the things that I that I hate thinking about of like of being young and and like l- learning these like lessons of of how to navigate the world socially it re- really like it really punches me in the gut hearing all this cuz it's like oh god i remember i remember those times yes. i remember the way that the vitriol that people would use when they spoke to, about other people and and like it's just which word did you just use? Uh, vitriol. vitriol. Yeah. Can you define Thanks. that for me? Vitriol. Yeah. You like that What's one? that word mean? Uh, vitriol would be like... Um, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> vitriol. Speaking with vitriol would be like speaking with um, uh, like a, a lot a lot of like, yeah, Conviction? like ne- negativity and venom and, and, 
and like hurt. Great. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. I I'm going to use that. I've honestly never heard Jeremy use that word before. Alexa, in my- what is the definition of vitriol? As a noun, vitriol is usually defined as H2SO4, a highly corrosive acid made from <laughs> sulfur dioxide, widely used in the chemical industry or... Alternatively, abusive or venomous language used to express blame or censure or bitter deep-seated ill will. As a verb, vitriol can mean exposed to the effects of vitriol or injure with vitriol. Thank you, Alexa. Wow, did you and Alexa use the exact same definition? We kind of did. How about that? Venomous. I think that V V is a very powerful letter of the alphabet. And a lot of times in the thesaurus under a V letter word, a lot of the... Other Same Vs. words are Vs as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. So yeah, there you know there it's is an alien letter. There is this very venomous sort of uh, way of of interacting with one another in when you're that age, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that is, why that is, and it's like it's something that can slip so quickly, or like the direction of which you speak to someone or think about someone you know or I speak about is? someone, it's so quickly. I think it's because. We don't physically outlet our anger and our anxiety Mm. in the ways that we used to. We don't run for cover. We don't like run to save our lives. We don't like (coughs) engage in hand-to-hand combat. Mm -hmm. We don't go to war as like children. We don't do these things. So we, we turn our like our anger inward and then it comes yeah. out in like yeah. what we have for weapons did you know anyone words. in high school who was like really really into martial arts no everyone that i knew that was like f- like fully committed to martial arts in high school they always were so level-headed uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they were always so calm cool and collected and i think that's one of those things it's like you are expelling this this pressure cooker of emotions that is high school yeah you know? stew of like hormones yeah. and also there's not getting it out. tons going on in high school um so you are thriving on those yeah smaller events mm-hmm. um which is amazing the way the rumor mill goes i i'm just so impressed i'm yeah. so impressed at how people manage to keep stories alive was it a negative experience for you? Like the whole threesome, like Lisa did the threesome thing? It was a mix, you know, because, because like I do like, I loved that attention. Like I'd already loved like kissing people and taking my shirt mm-hmm. off. I loved that. And you liked people talking about it too? Um, I didn't mind people talking about okay. it, but I liked the attention in the moment for sure. Okay. And um, where was I going here? Oh, right. Yeah, I liked that attention. And so after the fact, I was so torn between the extreme trauma I was experiencing mm. and also like when I returned to school in September, people were kind of applauding me for being like a super freak. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I kind of loved that. I didn't love getting Facebook messages from people propositioning me. Yeah. Right. Um. And I, yeah, I didn't love walking in on one of my teachers talking about what had happened with me at prom. Right. Um, But I do kind of love the legendary aspect of it. Um, I was sitting in the cafeteria at my university two years later, and someone was telling the story about a girl in high school who'd gone to prom with her best friend who was in love with her. 
and ended up having a threesome with his best friend, his oh. other best friend. I was right. like, well, that's so interesting. Can't believe someone would do that right here in the city, hey? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, and I went on a Tinder date a few months ago with a guy who turned out to have gone to my school. And he was like, oh, man, that's cool. What a crazy time. Do you remember at prom when there was that girl who had a threesome with her prom date's best friend oh and his God. girlfriend? I was like, no fucking way. That happened? Whoa. No, you didn't. You weren't like, yo, that was me. Uh, no, I let him go for. <laughs> I let him go for a little while. He was like, yeah, no, I, I don't remember what her name was. I was like, she sounds pretty like cool. <laughs> He's like, do you know her? I was like, oh, it's me. It was me. Yeah, we never saw each other again. <laughs> so, what about Man. the what about the like the you know the the ramifications of of the the shitty part of that night like how did that how did that affect you going forward um as a sexual being like how did that affect the way that you approach sex and thought about sex i got so i got so angry at everything that people had failed to do to help me through that situation i was so i was so infuriated at the rcmp I was so infuriated at my prom date, who was supposed to be my safe person. Um, I was, my relationship with my mother went down the toilet because I told her that someone had hurt me. I and again, I couldn't use that link. I couldn't use the right language. Right. But she she knew that I'd been assaulted, um, and she didn't know the extent of it. To be fair, um, and her reaction was, unfortunately, this happens to everybody, and then it never came up again. Yeah, you know what? I've heard some moms um, respond in that way. I I have a very similar situation in my close family where a mother said, "Like, don't don't worry about it. If it, it happens. happens to everybody, Jesus." Yeah. yeah, and that that was really it because I have a very close relationship with my mother. So losing that validation made me really feel like nothing had happened to me and I didn't get to be as upset as I was. Okay, so when your mom said that, you you weren't like, fuck you, mom. You don't know what you're talking about. You were like, oh, it is what she... You took what she was saying as fact. Like, it's not important. It's not valid mm-hmm. and move on. And you, did, and you tried to work with that? Yeah, I tried to work with that. Um, every now and then I would drop like tests on her just to see if her opinion had changed like it was around the same time that St. Mary's University was doing the rape chants oh yeah Mm. and so you know I was like putting that newspaper article on the counter being like isn't this horrible like people shouldn't be making fun of these really serious situations and uh, so I, I would do that sort of thing yeah so I mean in short what I mostly remember is being incredibly angry for a very long time and angry at the others or angry at yourself angry at the others i knew i knew that i there was that it was not my fault right right right. and so you know a lot of the cliches around surviving sexual assault which are valid for a lot of people for me weren't so like i didn't feel (laughs) like i didn't feel like it was my fault yeah Mm -hmm. and i was really mad that someone had done that and uh, the other thing is a lot of people like using the term survivor yeah. and I don't because, and I respect that other people want to use that word, 
Um, but I felt like I never got a chance to be a victim because no one ever gave me a chance to feel victimized and scared and hurt. Right. Do you think it, do you think that, how do you think it would have been different if you right off the bat came out and were like, were very directly using language like sexually assaulted? I don't know. I honestly, I don't know because it's very, it's very challenging. And I I also want to like talk about how this affected me sexually later, but in just on the assault, like I told my school, I told the vice principal of my school six months later that another student had assaulted me. Um, I wrote it down and I gave it to them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I still couldn't really say it out loud. And they, again, they took the letter and they said, well, we'll talk about this later. And then they never spoke to me again. Mm. So I don't know what would have happened. I think it's hypothetical. But I stopped giving people chances to understand. Right. And that's, I think, where it really started to affect me sexually was I started approaching all sexual partners and friends in a way that they would never give me patience and tenderness that I needed. Mm. Um, so the all the sexual like, encounters I had for a long time were like at parties. They were like in the club, making out with people, hooking up with people in a way that I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable with them at all. Mm. Um, I was very much in control of the situation, just enjoying it based off of how much they were enjoying it. I was right. like, you're really attracted to me. You think it's hot when I take my top off. And that's what I'm going to enjoy. Because I wasn't willing to let myself like let those walls down. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've learned is absolutely essential. Yeah. And that's, so that's changed? Yeah. And that's really changed just in the last two years, year and a half. How did, how, you know, like, was this, was this something that you kind of came to the conclusion yourself or, um, or did you, did you end up finding someone that, that sort of guided you through that or? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there were a couple, I had a couple sexual partners, like repeat sexual partners, um, and I still hadn't had penetrative sex with anybody because I had a lot of fear around it. Um, it, it was weird because I really was really horny and at the same time so scared. Um, and the biggest thing that was challenging for me was um, orgasms. So, you know, people would go down on me and I'd be like, okay, this is so awesome. And then I'm becoming close to orgasm and my response to orgasm is is like fear and panic. Mm. Um, because when I'd been assaulted, I could feel like all of those same like pleasurable body feelings, mm-hmm. but at the same time didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. So because that's vulnerable. Yeah. So yeah, then now I'm like, I had to like trip. retrain myself to like experience that orgasm and experience it like enjoy it instead of feeling afraid and a lot of that was like lots of time masturbating uh different guys i met on tinder um and then i had 
sex with someone for the first time last year and it was like it was amazing because we had like slept together a few times and I'd been able to like get past that fear and it was just it was just like work it was like it was like if you have a phobia and you have to like see spiders yeah. enough times to stop that fear response mm-hmm. yeah what's that called uh, exposure therapy yeah you know just exposing to it exposing yourself to it time and time again yeah and so through that process like of of meeting this partner and and having connections with them multiple times like that's do you feel like that's sort of the the key moment where these walls started to come down yeah physically mm-hmm. um i emotionally i don't know i'm still working on that yeah i'm still trying to let go of my control and trust people yeah that's so hard <laughs> yeah it's a, it sounds like a long road you know? <laughs> yeah well just like it sounds just trusting people. I just say, well, it's just learning how to trust people and be vulnerable. Yeah. You're like, you realize it's like the fucking hardest thing to do yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like survival. It's survival to to want to control your environment and to control everything that's going on around you and not be vulnerable to being hurt mm-hmm. because you will die if you're too vulnerable, you know, like actually that is our survival instinct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then we're just such fragile things where we can be hurt in like psychological and emotional ways. Yeah. Like not even like, uh, you know, you, you punched me in the face. Like that sucks. But you tore my my soul out and like <laughs> stomped on it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a whole other thing. And how do you heal that? It's not mm-hmm. a Band-Aid. And that's why I think consent culture is so important Mm -hmm. because um it's one thing to just be vulnerable with someone but also another thing to be vulnerable with someone and trust that they will allow you to have control like if you give up your control they'll give it back to you when you need it so i had one sexual partner who bless him was uh toying with the idea of positive consent culture um and was like okay so I, i i know that you're nervous about this um, so just I'll go for it and you just say stop when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like red light, green light. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, I get I get how that resembles consent. Um, <laughs> but um, what... How'd that pan out? <laughs> I, I was like, we're never getting into it ever again. Oh, Have a wow. really good life. Oh, um, no. But... Uh, I didn't resent him for it. I was just like, this isn't going to work out because uh, one year later, I have a sexual partner who is like every 10 minutes or so, I was like, is this good? Uh, How does that feel? And it's not it's not like, would you like to continue having sex with me? Check yes or no. Uh, It's like this sexy thing where I feel like at any moment I'm like, if I go, uh, he's like, oh, let's back off for a second. Um, and it doesn't turn into this big mood killer mm-hmm. that people like to think sometimes people sometimes think that uh, practicing consent is going to be a mood killer yeah. when it's it's not. It makes me feel like I can give up control, but that 
I, I will be allowed to have that control back if yeah. I need it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it is It is this, like, it is this very delicate dance, and, and I can see why or how it might be, like, really confusing and scary for someone who has, maybe hasn't, like, been in that scenario very mm. much. And it's like, wow, this is one of my first sexual encounters, and I really don't want to fuck it up, and I definitely don't want them to feel unsafe, and I want to make sure that they feel safe, so how do I do this? And You know, it, it, yeah. there's... And so, and and for whatever reason, a lot of people just assume that that practicing consent means that everything has to be like verbalized and hand sh- shook on. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways to communicate, you know. And it doesn't have to be that formal. That doesn't have to be so formal. It, it doesn't, doesn't have to be so structured. Or yeah, uh, I find myself over here thinking about. So I'm an actor. You're an actor as well, Lisa. You're an actor as well, Jeremy. How about oh. coincidence? How about that? A gathering of three uh, actors. Yeah. Ma 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 me 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 me. Join me, guys. La 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 la. Okay. Uh, scene. Um, unique New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I uh, I just I wonder <laughs> if there's such a thing as a training where you can get fluent in body language because. Yeah. That is, there are some people, and I've had sexual partners, and (coughs) like we teach yoga as well, so I see people all the time, and us as as actors, we're trained to use our bodies as a part of the way that we communicate, and then it's like, okay, but what about for people who that, they are not in touch with that at all? Mm -hmm. Is there a way that we can learn about body language in a way that's, that's actually like... Helpful. Imagine how beautiful that would be if that was just a part of like uh, everyone's upbringing and education. Mm. You know, yeah. body well, part class. of me feels like a practical sit down to like read body language wouldn't get through to people as much as like being in the moment. Like I did improv. Yeah, and well, th- well, that yeah. is a great exercise in body language. Yeah. Did you ever have a chance to c- confront your abuser? I didn't. Um, I to this day I'm not a hundred percent sure who he is. Right. Um, I think I saw him at a party once, um, and one part that I left out was that after I'd left that dangerous situation, um, I needed somewhere, I was exhausted, um, and I knew I was going to fall asleep, but I was scared to fall asleep, and so I went into a tent at random and looked around to see if I knew anybody and I saw all of the most popular kids in the school I was like oh fuck me um but then I saw a friend of mine who was a popular kid and I just lay down next to him and fell asleep and then I woke up to the popular kids being like oh my god what are you doing in here get the fuck out and I was like oh and then he he was like no she can stay she can stay. She's with me. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, my knight in shining armor. Uh, and then he just like gave me his blanket and wrapped his arms around me. And it was the safest thing. Like I felt so safe. And then I saw him talking to my abuser like a Ooh. couple years, a year later at a party. So that was pretty scary. And I've like kept following this person who did this to me on the internet. I've never contacted them. Um, I've never told their name to anybody. Um, so this was a kid who went to your school? Yeah, and who graduated a year before me. 
So when you say to the day, you're not you're not quite sure who your abuser is. I you just think I know. I contacted a few people, right. and I said, "Hey, remember when you were throwing up in that tent last night?" Right. Um. Do you remember who was sleeping next to me in that tent? Yeah. And they mm-hmm. gave me a name, mm, and okay. then I looked him up, and I was like, "That looks, I think, like the guy." Yeah. So uh, that makes it really challenging. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, and it's worth noting that like my best friend from that night, my prom date, um, we never spoke again except for some angry, long-winded Facebook messages. Mm. Um, and his best friend never spoke to me again so i did i lost my social circle yeah right um what a complicated night yeah but it's okay because i'm doing amazing like I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're into pole dancing now yeah i'm a shining like star reclaiming your your sexual uh identity Ooh. and i was so mad and traumatized that I aced high school, so right, sure. You're, You're like, like who needs you friends? Yeah. I'm gonna study my ass off. I got 100. percent Friends with these books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look at you now. I mean, you're. You know, like, I'll show those rapists. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually thought about that while it, while we were talking about this. I would, I just had this this flash of thinking. Um, I wonder if this, if all of this played a role in you, sort of like just like beelining through university and going, I'm going to go with my fucking masters and, you know, like, like, and how much that plays a role in other people's lives of like, of how much it motivates them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Or like, or like motivates them or, or puts them on this track to like really focus on, you know, you were talking, you were talking about like control, not like not really having these like long lasting relationships and see, and every time you see people, it's like, it's at the club or it's, here and these like fleeting moments Mm -hmm. and that has to help with a university career of like trying to like stay on track and stay focused i'll tell you right now what doesn't help is like doing e and writing trying to write a paper at the library (laughs) (laughs) don't talk in there god (laughs) damn it bridey um no it doesn't help it's like it's like going through a relationship and like how and 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 like breaking off a relationship and having like a really oh you know like that whole thing that katie and i went through with you and i and katie like that was Hurt that, your, that, will that hurt my fucking your school your gpa went down my gpa yeah. went down because of that shit because it's like you don't want to focus on the school yeah you whereas wanna, i'm so focused on it that i was yeah. in an actually like enjoyable relationship and then midterms came up and i was like bye yeah I don't know if I should break up with you before midterms yeah. or after midterms. Will it be more stressful to anticipate so breaking strategic. up with you throughout midterms? Yeah. Or should I break up with you and deal with the aftermath during yeah. midterms? And it's hard to say, like, it was, was it, would that have been Lisa regardless? Uh, my mom or? once gave me a paper uh, that was about how um, some Korean women are so focused on their careers that they never find love and are emotionally cut off for the rest of their Your lives. Your mom gave you that paper? I was like, wow. Her mom is also Korean. So that's... Oh. No, she's that's... not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she gave me that paper. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Have you made amends with your mom at all? Yeah. Okay, we good. have. Um, the majority of the counseling that I did was about my mom mm-hmm. and how I could fix that relationship. Um, shout out to Avalon. It's a center in Halifax mm-hmm. where people who've survived sexualized violence can go. Um, it was amazing. Uh, most important part 
in healing was being there and speaking with a counselor. That's awesome. And my only wish is that I could have been there longer, but there aren't, they don't get enough funding and right. they don't have enough counselors to deal with all the people who right. need it need right it. now. Yeah. Avalon. Yeah. Good to know. Avalon. Good to know. Good place Why? to send your dollars. Why did I if go there once? Avalon? Yeah. Beck and I went there. I think we thought we had chlamydia and we, we went there. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I that. That's why their counselors are overburdened, Jeremy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Take your chlamydia somewhere else. Oh yeah. god, isn't it? But it's a sexual health clinic as well, right? Uh, they have a sexual. Or am I thinking of something? Completely they have a different? sane nurse, so like a nurse who can do examinations after sexual assault. And they did all of my pregnancy. Oh, I'm definitely thinking of a testing. different place. Then yeah. we go to the sexual assault place, and we're like, we think we have chlamydia. Can you guys do anything for us? And they're, and they're like, like, can you tell us more about are, how you got this? Chlamydia? Oh, we just love each other, and <laughs> Hi, we I'm consensually Jeremy. had yeah. sex with somebody else, and we thought maybe they had it. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of a different place then. What's, oh. the, what's the sexual it's, health? It's just clinic? called the sexual. I don't health know. Clinic. That's that's the only name for it. Yeah. Okay, my bad. It's well, on Quimpool? Yes. Yeah. That's where I went. Yeah. So Avalon's not a part of that place? No, Avalon is um, <laughs> across from Pete's Fruitique. I should know this. And oh. below, there's like a shitty burrito place. Oh, right. And of course. so after yeah. all of my appointments, right I would go Del and Taco. get a shitty burrito. Del Taco is below. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's there. That's oh, right. That's so funny. And Sushi Nami used to be across the road. And my rule was always if I had a hard counseling appointment, I could have whatever I wanted after. Oh, nice. Sushi, well, they're just around. Sushi Nami's just around the corner now. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, they're over on uh, Birmingham. Uh, <laughs> everybody listening to this from any other city is like, they're what like, the who fuck? Who cares? cares? Um, I care so much. They're adding s- it to their list of things to do when they come yeah, out. Go, <laughs> go to Avalon Clinic. But first. apparently, it's not a very sexually free place. So yeah. maybe we'll go somewhere else on vacation. <laughs> Um, Lisa, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you were hoping we would kind of, kind of dive into? No, I guess what I really wanted to drive home was just that you can both be a person who has trauma and be dealing with that and also be like a fun, awesome, slutty, sexy person. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can be both a survivor and a victim at the same time and, that's like a challenging dynamic, but, uh, and it's a long journey. At least it was for me, but, um, a lot of people have sexual trauma mm-hmm. and so it's not unusual and it's something that like everyone deals with differently and you can have both. You can be a sexual being and a person with trauma. It's funny because you said, you know, your mom was like, it happens to everyone. And that was like a real like punch in the gut <laughs> when she said it to you. But in fact, it happens to so many people and that doesn't invalidate it being not no. correct but it's it happens to so many people if you think mm-hmm. you don't know anybody who's been sexually assaulted you're per, you're mm-hmm. most definitely wrong yeah and people with the like easy straightforward sex lives um they're, they're just the loudest ones they're just the ones being like oh my kill counts 20 um hi i had a really normal sexual development and that I think they are the exceptions and they're just the loudest people but everybody else is like hey I've got weird kinks and mm. my history is complicated we're just not talking about it loudly enough to make it feel like there's a community of people dealing I with that I just can't imagine anyone in our culture claiming to have a very straightforward and simple sexual experience because we're so repressed in so many ways fair enough you know but but yeah anyhow I think hopefully that's on a shift anyway yeah, hopefully. 
Yeah. I think so. I think I think it is. I mean, I think it all is. I think, I think everything that's what is we're really... lobbying for yeah. by doing this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Hey, fuck yeah. Yeah, like 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 in saying like having that conversation the other day with my agent and and basically talking about like yeah, this podcast that I do with my wife may prevent me from uh from potential Ever being like, a children's television show host again well that that <laughs> those days are that super ship has sailed. That, that ship has sailed long ago um but like the, you, you may you may lose out on some very profitable um gigs and and opportunities because of that podcast but th- for what we are trying to do that that is far more important than the the lost opportunities of you know whatever speaking or mm-hmm. Yeah, and what about the opportunities you will get, you know? Yeah. like well, like this. Yeah. To me, this is more, an opportunity to sit down and chat with you, to me, is more valuable than an opportunity to go talk to a bunch of people in fucking suits and make, you know, a fat paycheck. Sure, I'm talking to them about something I truly believe in, but that's not, it's not about that. It's about having these, like, real connections mm-hmm. with, with people and allowing that to go through the airwaves and have a, a fucking impact on the people who listen, you know? Totally. And I'm so, I'm so jazzed to be here talking to you guys today. It's cool. Yeah. Yes. We're glad you're here. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again, Lisa. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another fun and interesting and vitriol filled episode uh, <laughs> um, but in the meantime go over to Apple Podcasts and uh, rate and review and hit the subscribe button and uh, maybe tell a friend to do the same because it helps us stay on the iTunes charts yeah and if you'd like to support what we're doing uh, with your wallet you can head on over to patreon.com slash turn me on podcast nope nope, ah, nope fuck every fucking time turn me on no nope, fuck Patreon. off patreon.com slash turn me on www colon and and that could get us to your city to talk to you or your friends um, or maybe even do a live show. That would That's be right. fun. Hell yep. yeah. Yes. You can find our website too at turnmeonpodcast.com. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can submit your application there or if you have a question that you'd like Jeremy and I to take a very uneducated uh, stab at, uh-huh. we would be happy to do so. And uh, did you talk about our Instagram? Uh, turn me on podcast at turn me on podcast lots of uh, beautiful arses up on that thing uh, we put a we put a new butt up every Sunday and uh, and sometimes we put up photos that relate to the episodes and sometimes we put up stuff like if we're doing a live show or whatever so go check it out there um, that is it for this week until next week go fuck yourself
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.